Today, October 10th, 2021, is World Mental Health Day. On behalf of Simply Be and our relationship with MTV Entertainment and Mental Health is Health, we are using this opportunity for you to get inspired and take action towards mental health in your life and your community. This is on the heels of May 20th, the first inaugural Mental Health Action Day, where we, alongside 800 other brands, influence the world to see mental health as health. This momentum is just getting started, and we are back again today to inspire you to take action. In this episode, I sat down with Brent Draper, a MasterChef Australia contestant who is the best example of someone who took action towards his mental health and never compromised his well-being for a winning title. In a world filled with competition at any cost and a fear of missing out, most people would hide their pain and suffering through a mental health crisis, but not Brent. Listen in as Brent describes how it felt to raise his hand on national television and tell the judges he was going home to take care of himself and why he never regretted his choice to choose mental health over all else. Look at me. I'm probably the last person you're going to see, you know, break down on TV and cry. I think that is a really big lesson for kids that, you know, it's doesn't matter who you are, what you look like, man, woman, you're, emotion, you're a human being, you're emotional you can cry. On today's episode, you will learn why action is required if you want to get better, how to ask for help even when you don't feel like it, and what men can do to break the mental health stigma amongst one another. Please enjoy this special episode powered by Simply Be and MTV Entertainment and Mental Health is Health. And welcome to another episode of Well, Not Perfect. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I found you on social media and instantly thought that you were exactly the person that needed to be on season two, because you're someone that is using a platform for the greater good. And it's really inspiring. And for those listening in Australia, I assume that they would recognize you and those who are listening in other countries may not. But of course, I think that you probably made a splash by really putting out your story and your mental health experience. So can you go into a little bit about what has brought you to this point here today and what your experience was? So basically, yeah, so my platform is purely accidental. So I went on MasterChef Australia, which is pretty like world, world known sort of, you know, it's a really, really good um, TV show. They've sort of held themselves really, really good and not sort of made it sort of um, nasty at all it's a really good family joke so I went on there uh, just because I I've been a tradie um, and in, in Australia the the tradies so the tradesmen they make very good money but also you know it's it's you can get stuck in it and like you that's all you ever sort of learn and I'll come to that point I I um just come to this point I'm like there's got to be more to life than just doing the same thing every day and that's when, you know, I've always had a passion for food. And that's when like a lot of people have said, you know, Brent, why don't you go on MasterChef? You'd be great on there. And I've just sort of been like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then I just come to this point and I just had um, my little boy. He, he, he was born and I'm sort of watching him. I'm like, soon I'm going to be telling this little thing to go for it and, you know, swing for it. Yet I'm not doing it myself. So like, how can I say that to him? And then him look at me and like, well, you're, you know, you're unhappy in your job, you, you know. So I just said, in this 30 seconds of craziness, I just signed up for it. 
and then like instantly regretted it. But I just thought, you know what, this could be a little opportunity for me to put myself out there um, and just see what comes, you know. And from just staying in my little job as a tradesman, nothing was ever going to come to me. So yeah, I went on it and then it's, it was a bit different this year because of COVID. So a lot of years beforehand have been able to sort of see their family on every sort of weekend or every second weekend. And due to being in Melbourne and Melbourne actually uh, went lockdown during filming, um, we weren't allowed to see anyone. I think there was like seven weeks where I went without seeing my little boy and my wife. And then just the pressure. And also I put so much pressure on myself during the competition because I was like, this is your only opportunity. Like, this is it. If you, if you don't make it here, you're back to your old job, back to your old life. So I was putting this massive amount of pressure on me as well because I was like, you just have to go all the way and this is how it's going to change. So I had that as well. And then a few other little things happened during filming. I had a passing in the family. And um, my mum got really sick. So I had all these other sort of outside things weighing me down too. And then, it, yeah, come to the sort of the famous episode where I put my hand up on TV and just tell everyone that I'm, I'm not okay. And I think the only way that I can, you know, fix myself before I spiral crazily is to leave the show and go get help. Um, and that's probably what you're, you know, you would have seen that on social media because it went pretty viral. I think what it was, was I'm just an average person. I'm not very good at many things, like amazingly. And I think a lot of people seen something of themselves in me. I got to a point where I didn't care anymore about, I wasn't really thinking too straight. I had my wife supporting me behind the scenes. And I just got to this point where, I didn't even care about anything else. I just needed to get out. So it was kind of an accident that I went, you know, I put my hand up and said all this stuff. That just naturally spewed out of me because I just needed to get home. Um, it wasn't something that I had planned or anything like that. And I think a lot of people just, it just instantly resonated with them. And they just seen like maybe their master chef was their work. And they've seen them in that point where they're like, getting pushed and pushed and pushed. And then, um, yeah, that's, I think that's why it sort of went viral. And I have got messages from there that I haven't been able to get through to, because there's just been so many of like, you know, just like, as if they know me, like the, you know, how proud they are of me. You brought tears to my, my husband and I've never seen him cry before and all this stuff. And it just like blew me out of the park, you know, it's just crazy. And I think a lot of people want to hear what you went through and what was in your mind. And even hearing that it wasn't thought about ahead, it wasn't scripted. It wasn't anything. It was just a really natural reaction from you. And when you look back, do you have any regrets? Like, do, should you have left earlier? Or should you have stuck around longer? Do you have any regrets? So that's, that's a good question. Cause I, you know, it started to creep in probably a, a long time before I actually went I had to do quarantine twice during that filming. So 12 days locked down in a hotel and by yourself, 12 days is a long time. And then I, I had to do it again. So I think some, you know, I might've started to, it started to creep in then. Um, and then sort of, it was, a, it was about four weeks before I put my hand up where it started to not be able to sleep at night. I wouldn't be able, I'd, I'd literally video chat my wife and 
have to go to sleep like that with her just being there. Like it's, I sort of started to really um, get it like that. And then I wake up in the middle of the night, just panic attacks and just midnight by yourself is the loneliest place and to be caught with yourself. And it's just started to get really, really bad. And I think any longer, and it could have been like a little really, really ugly place. And then when I came out, and I put my hand up and, and came out. Um, I, as I was getting help, I was like, I promised myself that I wouldn't regret coming out. And because I didn't want to, that could have like tr triggered me again, like getting caught up on, you didn't go further. You could have gone further. This is a missed opportunity, that sort of thing. And I knew if I got caught up on that too much, then it could be, you know, really hard for my healing and, and, and make it so much worse than what it was. So I made sure of that and then I just you know it I just kept thinking to myself like this is what's supposed to happen to me for a reason so just believe in it and go get help and sort yourself out and then see what happens and if I can just keep thinking like that then I'm not worried about like oh god I could have made it you know I could have won it I could have $250,000 or you know just it could have changed my whole life but um, and it, it did but it did anyway. If you like what you're hearing and it's October 10th or really any day, then this is your opportunity to advocate on behalf of MTV Entertainment and Mental Health as Health to take action towards your health. Some of the ways you can take action are checking in on a loved one, showing kindness to a stranger, sharing your story with someone to destigmatize mental health, and doing something that brings you joy. It seems like you really anchored yourself to your most true self when a lot of people will go with their false self, which is kind of white knuckling it through something because their false self is sort of saying like, you have to do this. You, yeah. you can't, you can't afford to quit. And that false self is because we're afraid or we're reacting to our minds, like, you know, biggest worries, but you came back to this more true self, which is, I need to preserve myself. I need to preserve my family. I need to be a little spontaneous in the sense that I need to take care of myself and just listen to myself and not overly plan out. I hear you as someone who's saying I committed to my true self and my false sense of self and my insecurities, I was not going to listen to them. And it wasn't about the money anymore. And yeah. I hope other people hear that as you're talking, because that takes a lot of guts to yeah. anchor yourself to your true self and being proud of that is really important. Do you feel proud just looking back on what you did and how you did it? Does it, does it still make you feel good about the way it ended? Yeah, definitely. So when I, when I left, I wasn't even thinking about like, I couldn't have even said I was on a show anymore like that's how deep I was sort of I just left and I was like like get some help I need like I need to get out of here so I wasn't really thinking about what I had just done it wasn't until you know I started to go see my therapist my doctor one of my really bad things that happened right at the end was um, I started to get really sharp pains in my stomach which is a physical symptom of anxiety for me personally back then I didn't know what sort of anxiety was because I've just never really had it. I started to Google, right? This is what you don't want to do. So I started to Google pains and 
anyway, I was getting, I had liver disease. So in my brain, I had liver disease, like, you know, partying back in the day when I was young, that's it. That's what it is. And my brain couldn't let it go. It just hung on to it. So that's why when I left, I went and seen the doctor as well as my therapist. I hadn't seen doctors on set too, but it just wouldn't change. It didn't help me. Mm-hmm. I had to come back home, see my personal doctor and for her to say, Brent, I'm looking at your bloods right now. You're right. You're fit and healthy. So physically fit and healthy, like there's no liver disease. So once I heard that from her, I was like, oh, okay, I'm not dying. Now I need to go like fix up here. So then I went and see my therapist. But um, yeah, to answer the question, like when I watched the episode and then seen how big of a thing happened after with everyone reaching out worldwide, male, female, you know, 10-year-old, 70-year-old, it didn't matter reaching out to me. And that's when I just knew I'm like, oh, this is so much bigger than me. Like, this is massive. Like, this is... um, I think I won, I won MasterChef. I personally won. And I didn't need the money. It was just like to help that many people, that's winning. And, you know, I'm proud as of how um, I went through that. But I didn't do it by myself. Like I had my wife supporting me the whole way through and she's the real winner. I'm just sort of the, the, the ugly face on on, on it but yeah I'm super proud of it I, I'm I'm happy and I'm happy that my kid's gonna see you know that vulnerable side of me he's only two turning three so he's got no idea what's going on but he'll see that one day which will be really good yeah he'll see it very soon I have a five and a six-year-old and I'll tell you that right around five and six all of a sudden they start to put the pieces together and elementary school really wakes them up and they come back and they're really, really smart and sharp. So it's not going to yeah. take very many more years for him to really see what that was. And yeah. vulnerability, you know, your son seeing you act that way is really powerful. And then also obviously representing mental health and realizing that one, it's okay to not be okay, but two, mental health is health. Your mental health was impacting your stomach yeah. and your stomach makes you afraid. And then your anxiety goes up in your head. Yeah. So you're teaching him that there's a relationship between the body and the mind, which is unfortunately not really talked about as much with children, because I think yeah. there's sometimes a fear that you're going to create more problems if you talk about something. So let's not talk about them. So we don't give kids another thing to make up or another thing to read into. But you know, when your son or someone's son who's listening has a stomach ache before school, we're going to realize that it's not the flu that it is probably anxiety and addressing it accordingly. And, you know, hopefully having a ripple effect is the, is yeah. the whole point of all of this. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I had a few messages from mums in particular um, about watching the show uh, with their six-year-old and them asking like, why is Brent leaving? Like, cause they, I guess they get emotionally attached to, to me on the TV and then they're like seeing me leave um, and put my hand up and say, I'm not well, that opened up questions for the mum and the, the, you know, the kids, which normally would be so hard for you to explain to a six-year-old, but seeing it on TV, they were like, you know, thank you so much. This like, this helps so much. So that that's huge too. Yeah. I mean, like, what do you hope that the six-year-old hears from their mom? Like in the 
on the like higher level sense, what do you hope that message is that a child can hear and all of a sudden maybe feel better or different than they did before? I think the best thing would be that look at, look at me. I'm probably the last person you're going to see, you know, break down on TV and cry. I think that is a really big lesson for kids that, you know, it's doesn't matter who you are, what you look like, man, woman, you're emotion, you're a human being, you're emotional. You can cry and men hold this thing from being a boy, young boy in particular, um, about, you know, get up, rub that off, wipe it off, you'll be right, um, and hold that. And then it just gets worse and worse. And as you become a man, it's really hard to open up and show your emotions. So I think if that's the best, like that would be the best thing for me, like, in, like especially I'm aiming this at men because in Australia, we have a really, really bad problem with men and suicide um, getting pushed right to the end. Um, I think it might be the same in America too. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's worldwide actually. So yeah, in, in particular, if that, if that's like, that would be my best thing that the boy looks at me and goes, you know what, if that rough old head is crying, I think it's all right to cry. Yeah. Personally, recently we had a really tragic um, experience happen where our son witnessed our new puppy be hit by a car. And it was really tragic, obviously. And beyond just the memory of that, his other memory was seeing his uncle and his dad cry. And it was very traumatic for him to see the men in his life cry with the mix of what was also just tragic to witness. So when we're working through this as a family, it's an opportunity to teach our son that men do cry and burly men, tall men, strong men, that they do cry and that that's not a sign that something is bad or wrong. It means that they're needing to release it. And we've always validated our son to cry. We've always allowed it and welcomed it, but it really taught us in that moment that it's not just preaching to our boys that they can cry, but it's actually letting them see it which is a whole different level of learning. And we're going through that right now. And I think it's really powerful to see it in real life. And so all of those people that saw it on television really have an opportunity to, you know, use you as an example. And it sounds like you're okay with that and using that to influence people to be more okay. Yeah, I want that now. Because I was a little bit worried there, like that, you know, at the start, I was a bit worried. I'm like, you know what? There could be a lot of bad stuff that comes from this. And then I just went, you know what? I don't care because all I care about is what my wife, my little boy, my inner circle care yeah. about. And they, you know, they're so proud of the way I handled this. And I just stuck onto that. And I was like, you know what? That's going to ground me. And whatever happens, happens. I don't care. And it ended up being the total opposite. It was like just absolutely positivity, true and true. But I just made sure that just in case, you know what, there could be a bit of stuff thrown at you. Sure. I mean, you don't know what editing is going to look like. You don't know what social might look like. I mean, you can't control all of that. But at the end of the day, like if you've anchored yourself to your true self and if if to you, that is your son and your wife, that's the most true, pure version of you then it's pretty hard to go wrong in the sense of bad things or consequences coming around. Because if you can stand by that strongly, then those decisions 
oftentimes work out in our favors. It's when we mix it up with our, yeah. you know, fears or mix it up with our overly critical parts of us, you know, where it comes off, I think a little bit less authentic. Yeah. And what you did was really pure and authentic because I, I, what I saw was you really having some sort of, I keep saying anchor, but I did see you have some sort of solid ground as you were sharing what was happening as if you were almost very confident in you leaving and in your message, despite maybe not being confident, obviously because of anxiety and such, but I, it obviously rung really true for everyone that yeah. watched it. And I'm sure even talking about it right now, I want to like go rewatch it just because, you know, after meeting you and talking to you, I think there's more parts I'm going to see that I missed. Yeah. I'm kind of curious, just, you know, like fly in the wall sort of thing. How yeah. long, how long of a time was that where you were talking to the judges and I, did it, it probably felt like forever, but how long was it in reality? Yeah. So basically um, it was like a part, it was a two part cook off. And I think like at that first part, we had made the decision that I was leaving, but I was, it was sort of too late. I just had to do that cook. And so I, I nearly, nearly won it and made it through the next round. I would have just been straight through, which would have been probably the worst thing possible. Um, yeah, yeah. But I, I did lose. So then I had to go into another cook-off. And then it was made like, okay, everyone sort of knew, the judges knew. Did they that know I'll, that you were just leaving? Did they know why? Like how much did yeah, they know before you came out and said it? So they knew that I was going to put my hand up and, and sort of play myself. That's pretty much all they knew. But yeah, I would say like pretty much put my hand up, explain, you know, what's happening and I'm, what I need to do. And then Jock obviously took me away, sat me down. And he told me like after it, he goes, mate, that was 100% me talking to you. There was no one in my ear. There was no one from high saying anything. He's like, in that moment, I was just, eyes on you I just want you to know that what you see through that whole episode that is no camera action magic stuff it's this real so yeah I reckon it's probably only like five minutes ten minutes I watched it it felt like forever to me you know I was just watching it just you know I think I was just so in the moment that it felt like forever to me and I was almost maybe like in your shoes thinking oh how how long did this how long does this feel? You know, either I think in high emotion times, either time speeds up and it's a splash or it's yeah. the longest experience of your life and you can't wait to get out of it. So I was just wondering for you, you know, like if it was five minutes, but did it feel like forever or did it feel like a flash? I think it was just like quick, like the, the whole leading up to it, I had to put my hand up and that putting my hand up bit was the hardest part. They, they said after, we didn't think you were going to put your hand up. You left it right to like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was, my, my body didn't want to listen. There was a disconnect. And I was like, right then I just do this weird, weird awkward, like, uh, and then as soon as I let a bit of it out, then I went, I spent, oh, okay. Everyone knows. Whew, okay. And then I sort of didn't really um, get too emotional then after the first initial bit. And then everyone else, I'm talking cameraman, like big cameraman they're all like there's just tears everywhere 
And it was, that's what, because everyone, we're so close during filming, you know, so you, and they probably wouldn't have seen it coming, especially like the cameraman and all that and, you know, the contestants and, um, yeah, so, but it just went like bang like that. The next minute I'm on a plane going home. Do you think it would have been different if it wasn't COVID with all of that isolation? I think maybe. Obviously, I still hadn't really learned how to deal with my mental health and that. And well, quarantine twice. So without COVID, there goes that. I'm not quarantining anymore. And yeah, I would have seen my family probably every weekend, if not every second weekend. So I think it would have probably been different. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm not, um, I'm, you know, I guess I'm glad it happened to me. I've now learned so much about myself, grown so much and seen that there's a lot of beautiful people in the world, you know, throughout all the negativity, there's still people that just, they struggle day to day. And just, if anyone can help them, then I'm, I'm willing to, you know, do that again if I had to. Yeah. And that experience, did it inform your next step? What you're going to be doing next? Did it kind of influence you or what, what has it had for you? Yeah, definitely. I do like, um, I'm sort of doing a lot more with the mental health side of things. I'm just sort of just cruising at the moment. Like I've just got, I've got a lot of opportunities coming in. A lot of big things are happening. Uh, I just, just, we decided to travel around Australia at the end of the year. We bought a bus and we're fixing it out. And um, just because like, I was like, you know what? It's, you don't know what's next. That this goes to show that like weird things can happen so quickly. So let's just get out there and just live it to the max. And, you know, I've got a lot of cool brands that are jumping on board and really supporting me and a lot of people. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of things happening and I'm just, you're just going to be like cruising around, going to people's houses, cooking, do a lot of mental health stuff around on the road, um, meet a lot of people, cook, cook all the way around Australia and see what happens. Very cool. So that means that you're going to fly to the U S and find a new bus and rig it up and do a part two yes come on over I love that so are you back in trade are you working as a tradesman or are you I mean this is your full-time gig now yeah so um now I threw I gave it all away you know I'd be mad not to because it's you know to go through something like that and then just to go back to normal life I think that'd just be bonkers so as soon as I got back I'm like that's it this is my new the new page the page is turned start writing and see where we go very cool very cool and so where can people follow you is there going to be like a youtube page is there going to be like is it social where can people see what's what's up your sleeve yeah so i'm predominantly instagram that's just brent draper underscore and um so you'll see most of my sort of stuff there and there is the youtube coming which will be the trip how we can tie mental health into that i, I want to keep it to if i'm interviewing someone i don't want it to be like super famous person i want it to be just a regular like you know like me just a just a down to earth kind of person you know and learn their sort of mental health and what how they're how they struggle and that sort of stuff from like the base level because i think that's just the most important you know people can get just stuck in ruts so easy um, and the pressures of today's world is just getting harder and harder with social media and all that sort of stuff. So I just want to, you know, um, support people through my trip and just learn their stories. So that'll yeah. be the future. I mean, we, we talked about, you know, men specifically and, you know, the risk of suicidal 
ideation or attempts or dying by suicide. And if your platform was showing men's side of vulnerability, and obviously you're going to have a large male following. Yeah. And that just being a really beautiful thing to use your platform. And that's what we're all about here at Well Not Perfect is finding, you know, finding ways to ongoingly support other people who have platforms that can have a ripple effect and continue to give back so that if there's someone in this world listening, that they're going to find you on YouTube and you'll be interviewing people who represent the minority of people who seek out mental health counseling. And that ripple effect is so exciting because this hour is going to change lives. And it's really just an honor and a blessing that there are people like you who are willing to continue to share the message. And of course, I hope that you continue to take care of yourself because yeah. if you get swept up in it and, you know, mental health is always fluid and it might change. Yeah. So um, how are you, you know, going to be able to take care of your mental health on the road and how do you kind of maintain that? Yeah. My biggest thing was like actually accepting that I'm, you know, can and will struggle with anxiety from you know day to day and then getting a toolbox like that I just know things that help me in particular might not help anyone else um, but I've got that and I use it all the time like I've found that this bus has given me some day-to-day anxiety sometimes I'm like oh god it's just so much stuff to do and you know and then I just like okay is you know it's just a thought or it's just a feeling and just sort of work on it and then family which I'll be with um, surfing and then just being out in the sun and just cooking. Like if I'm doing them on a regular basis, I seem to just, you know, be vibrating on a different level sort of thing, but it's easy to slip back into it. You know, it can just take that one little thing or that one off day and it's so easy. And that's why like, and I've got my wife who's so, so amazing, but a lot of people don't have my wife, you know, they're on in this sort of on their own. So I really do feel for them. And that's why, like, if I can just keep doing this, then maybe they might just see my my Instagram and just be, that'd be enough for them to go, oh yeah, like I'm going to go for a surf too. Like, or I'm going to do something. I'm going to cook that meal. And then, yeah, it might, yeah, like you said, that ripple effect might sort of start to happen. Yeah, it will. It already has. I mean, there's a lot of really great things that you're sharing right now. And definitely people are going to take that and feel inspired so if people want to find you, it's Brent Draper underscore underscore yeah, after. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cool. Weird. Cool. No. My <laughs> underscore is in between. That's Australians are a bit weird, I think. <laughs> oh, that's too good. That's too good. Well, thank you for coming on the show. And we look forward to following you and seeing all of the success. So thank you again. And this is another episode of Well, Not Perfect. Thanks for listening to this special edition of Well, Not Perfect. We'd like to use this opportunity to spotlight the following mental health resources. A local organization, Pause for Patrick, is dedicated to connecting young people with emotional support animals and therapy dogs to aid them as they live with mental illness. Learn more at pauseforpatrick.org. Another spotlight is One in Five. Their mission is to erase the stigma of mental health and promote optimal mental wellness. Find them at one in the letter n5.org. 
And lastly, Hope for the Day is another nonprofit movement empowering the conversations on proactive suicide prevention and mental health education. Visit their website at hftd.org for more information. Thank you for being here for another episode of Well Not Perfect. And now it's time to go take action. Mm -hmm.